When you consider that one in five under 18s in South Africa will become the victim of sexual abuse, and you consider that it's becoming harder and harder for particularly young people engaged in sexual activity to get their hands on contraceptives, I'm not surprised by the numbers. But what in your research is the biggest challenge to bringing down that high rate of of, uh, teenage pregnancy? Um, From our research, we found that young girls have issues in access and contraceptives. For example, um, we found that most of them are interested in using contraceptives, but they have um, barriers in accessing the contraceptives at the health facilities. When they get to the facilities, they're not treated well, they say, and that uh, leaves them um, feeling embarrassed and then end up leaving without getting the services. Those who get the services, um, the contraception, for example, are not happy with their methods that they're using. And they find that they're not well engaged in the choice of the methods they use, and therefore they're not um, using them consistently, which is one of the contributing factors to the increased teenage pregnancy. Because if they're not using the contraceptives consistently, they're more likely to get pregnant, of course. Um, but other factors are around community myths and misinformation, which deter them from accessing the services um, because of the side effects and the myths, that, the rumors that are said about contraception that they don't work or they make their body look ugly or the, 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 the parents don't agree with them using the contraception. Mm. So they lack support from parents. They also lack um, support and understanding from their boyfriends. And they either have to hide their, their contraceptive pills or they would hide their contraceptive injection, which then increases the chances of them forgetting about their follow-up appointments mm. and therefore um, high inconsistency in the use. If I, if I may ask, you, your, your research also shows that, that what some 70% of pregnancies in this age band are, are unplanned. Are, are you telling me that, that 30% of those pregnancies are planned? I wouldn't say necessarily say that. Um, maybe they, they they are saying that they maybe their partners wanted the the, 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 the children or the, the pregnancies. But if you see at seventy percent unplanned pregnancy, mm. this that's a very high unintended pregnancy rate, and that is um, a high um, a red flag for our contraceptive need mm. because if they're not planning on having the pregnancies, but seventy percent of them have planned pregnancies, if, if have unintended pregnancies, is a huge challenge. And then um, you wonder what about the access to abortion if they have these seventy percent pregnancies and they um, take them through to delivery. Mm, so mm. there's also we only reported about seven percent that have access to abortion services, which is also another high indication of challenges with accessing and using um, abortion care services. Yeah. Is is there research currently that replicates what you've done with young men in that same age band? Um, not from our institution. Um, we still are trying to unpack a lot of other barriers and um, trying to increase contraceptive use and consensus among young girls. Mm. Um, we haven't necessarily included young men, which is a very, very um, a, a problematic situation. We need it's a huge gap. Yeah. We need to involve yeah. young men because our girls do say that their partners don't uh, like the contraception because they also have uh, rumors and fears around the contraceptives making them, the men in particular, infertile. And those are not scientifically proven, it's not evidence at all. Um, so we need to educate the men in, in, in conjunction with educating the young women as well. And also educating the community because we need to dispose this myth and misinformation.
acting as a huge barrier to accessing contraceptives. Let, let me get you a, a couple of opinions to wrap up here. We, we have a legal age of consent in South Africa being 16, but there are no punitive steps taken against anyone under the age of 16 if their sexual partner with consent is less than two years older than them. The only line we draw mm-hmm. is a child under the age of 12. Does that need to change? Uh, we have a high uh, issue, a serious problem of gender-based violence. Mm. So I think that indeed the law needs to be a little bit more serious about that because you can imagine that not, I don't think all of these 10 to 14-year-old girls had sex with their um, um, partners within the same, within the two-year age group or the two, over, within two, two years more mm. than them. Um, it's most likely that most of these pregnancies within the 10 to 14-year-olds are statutory rape and that needs to be seriously considered. Wow. The effort from the government needs to be accelerated and heightened up against gender bi- gender-based violence against women and children. So, yeah, it, it really needs to some serious efforts from the government point of view. Final question. And, and your research, the reality has, has shaken up the Department of Basic Education to the point where they are now looking at a more holistic approach to this. And we'll be chatting with them in just a bit. But if mm-hmm. I read your research, yes, on one end, And long term, we need to change the perceptions of young people in South Africa around sex, sexualization Mm -hmm. and having sex. But if I read your research, one very practical solution to this is instead of local clinics and hospitals becoming family planning centers, becoming the place to get your contraceptives, perhaps our schools should take up that responsibility. Your thoughts? Yes, uh, definitely. I agree with that and I support it very strongly. Most of the young girls, in fact, the majority of them are in the school premises right now, especially those who are falling pregnant. So why not bring the services to them? Um, at, at their easy access and their motivated spaces where they won't be feeling judged and, 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 and expecting another aunt or neighbor or sister that they don't want them to see at the clinic. The school is a, is a um, their safe space, so why not bring it to them? The right. alternative situation would be also to, in, to sort of have, or maybe strengthen the youth friendly services because I, some of them, they do complain about their lack of friendliness from the health facilities. So that needs to change and it needs to be more, more, more serious and more stronger than it ever was before. And have a dedicated space for young women and girls, either on after hours or over the weekend, where it's solely focused on them and attend to their needs and, and preferences. So this is the okay. part where they can get the information they need and, and, and dispose the myths and, and rumors around contraceptives.